Stash House Podcast, your boy Tyler checking in. First time listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, salute. And just an episode, saw some topics you wanted to hear about. Salute to you as well. Like, share, subscribe, retweet, whatever you do to help support the podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everyone had a safe and happy new year. Make sure you guys pay attention, tune in, all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor App, YouTube, forgot to say that. Once again, Happy New Year. I know last week, my first episode of the new year, but that was pre-recorded, so this is my first time actually back in the studio, really in some weeks, because I pre-recorded some things for the rest of this month as well. So, Happy New Year. Hope everybody stays safe. Enjoy yourself with your family, your friends, your loved ones, all that good stuff, and many blessings. You know what I'm saying? Much success for 2023. You got long-term goals that you guys accomplish, short-term goals, stay healthy, uh, be mindful of your surroundings, like I always say. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. I know this episode, one of the ones that everybody, not everybody, but if you in the know, you are anticipating because some tragic events happened to me New Year's Eve in terms of Ohio State football. I'm going to get to that later, but much, much more important news to get to first. The story of DeMar Hamlin this past week, if you've been under a rock, Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin, Suffered cardiac arrest last Monday during the Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. And for me personally, it's a story I've been keeping up with since it happened because we saw it play out in front of us. Now, I didn't see the incident happen live. I was watching Monday night football, but I was flipping between Monday night football and wrestling on Raw. So I was flipping back and forth. And uh, I think the last... I saw of the game before the injury happened, the Bills offense actually had the ball because I remember Stephon Diggs making the catch, and they were saying how Stephon Diggs, his numbers uh, were kind of low the past couple weeks. So they were saying, you know, Monday Night Football, national televised game, Stephon Diggs wants the ball more tonight, whoop de whoop So I remember I flipped back to wrestling, whatever. So when I flipped back to uh, Monday Night Football, it was a pause in the game. It was a pause in the game, something, okay, an injury. Just a regular injury. So I flipped back to wrestling. Was on wrestling for a minute. Flipped back to Monday Night Football. It was still a pause in the game. So I was like, oh, that's that's unusual. So let me stick with it. What's going on? And I saw Stephon Diggs, teary-eyed. I saw Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, teary-eyed. I saw multiple players, coaches. They showed the, the crowd. It was in Cincinnati, too, by the way. So they were showing the crowd. I was like, okay, something to happen. So let me hop on Twitter. Because ESPN was just going with the flow. It was live television. They was trying to keep up with everything. Let me go on Twitter. And I saw the the video with DeMar Hamlin and T. Higgins. DeMar Hamlin trying to make a tackle on T. Higgins. Uh, just normal football play from what I saw. Normal football play. Uh, DeMar Hamlin got up. Did like a movement with his hand. And he just collapsed on the field. And I saw his head hit the field. So I'm thinking it's a concussion. And then it was like a long pause in the game. And I was like, okay, something is more than just a concussion at this point because we've seen throughout the years, I mean, early this season with Tua, with the Miami Dolphins, he had a concussion. Years ago, Pittsburgh, Ryan Shazier, his injury was very, very more, you know what I'm saying, serious in terms of I think he was paralyzed for some years. I think he 
just got back right a couple years ago. So we've seen injuries in the NFL where it was more serious than, you know what I'm saying, a broken finger or something like that. So I'm like, okay. Then they came out like, yo, he needs a CPR on the field. And I was like, yo, okay, this is way different than just the normal injury. If somebody needed CPR on the football field. And like I said, I saw the play on Twitter, the video of the play, and I was like, okay, it wasn't nothing from the outside looking in. It was like, okay, it was a regular football player, so this is definitely something serious. It wasn't like he got hit in the head and collapsed or nothing like that. It was like, okay, this is a very serious situation going on. So shout out to the Bills. A staff member on the Bills, I don't have his name. I'm upset I don't have his name with me. A staff member from the uh, Bills, he jumped into action very quick with the CPR and possibly could have saved DeMar Hamlin's life. So, fast forward, it's a long pause. The game was suspended. I think the head coach of the Bills and the head coach of the Bengals, they talked to each other. They was like, yo, we're not going to finish this game. It took an hour for the NFL to actually suspend the game. And shout out to ESPN. They did a great job of covering it giving fans information of what's going on and the severity of the situation. So shout out to ESPN for acting quick on that, working with live television. I know how that can be. So it took the NFL a long time to come up with the decision suspending the game. And as I think about it more and more, because I was saying, yo, it took them an hour to figure it out. I get it. It's live television. It is the NFL, big money-making business. I know there was the NFL wanted that game to keep on going. I know nobody, a lot of people haven't been saying the NFL wanted that game to keep on going. You best believe that. That's the sad truth about it. They was probably thinking, okay, he's hurt. He's going to the hospital. Let's continue. But I think even if the NFL would have made that decision, the Buffalo Bills players, for a fact, wasn't going to play until they figured out what was wrong with their teammate. I don't care if the NFL did say we're going to continue this game. It would have been a boycott type of situation from the Buffalo Bills standpoint and maybe even the Bengals. I get it, playoffs, I get all that. But the Bills, when I saw Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and all them teammates crying like that, I said, oh, this is it's more than just a concussion. It's more than a leg situation and more than a, a broken back or something like that. Like, you saw a player, your teammate, getting CPR on the field. We're not about to play this game, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, I figured either way this game wasn't going to happen, but I guess it took a while for the NFL to actually come up with the decision to cancel the game and all that. And I think they're saying now they're not even going to play that game again in terms of uh, the Bengals and the Bills. So with scheduling and all that, I'm not sure how that's going to go. At this point, I'm sure neither one of them really care about playing that game, honestly. But in a time that we in, in the world where we see stuff on the timeline like that, we see people who work in that field, in the medical field and all that, coming up with these tweets and these reports saying, yo, I know what this is. I know what the outcome of this could be. And even taking away from sports, just seeing within the past few years, or you hear this rumor on Twitter and people saying, oh, no, his manager didn't say that or her friend didn't confirm this or TMZ didn't say this yet, so we don't believe it. With this situation, we saw it play out day by day, keeping up with it, his doctors, his PR team, they're giving us information, and it's great to see, and it's great for me to come on this podcast and say at the time I'm recording, DeMar Hamlin, he is recovering, his eyes are open, and just to put a smile on my face, when I saw that quote from the doctor, I saw two quotes. First, his doctor, no, first it was him. It said he wrote on a sheet of paper when he woke up, yo, who won the game? 
And when I say that put a smile on my face that throughout all this, people was crying. We was praying for the man, his teammates. It was great to see that. When he woke up, he was like, hey, who won the game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some real football athlete type of deal, man. You just wake up and say, yo, man, who won the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm awake now. Who won? And then the doctor was like, man, you won. You won the game of life. Like, that was dope. Working in this business, y'all, doing podcasting and media and just being on Twitter and Facebook, we're so used to seeing RIP and RIP. It's great to see this story play out. He was around his family. His mom was at the game, so imagine her thought process, seeing her son collapse on the field, riding with him in the ambulance, and knowing that like, he opened his eye, he, he no longer needs a breathing tube. He's breathing on his own. Kudos to DeMar Hamlin, man. Prayer works, y'all. Prayer works, man. Like, I'm not in the medical field. I couldn't tell y'all a lick about what I think was wrong with him. I, I, all I saw was a hit. He got up and he collapsed. I, don't, I can't tell y'all where he hit this part of his body. And I saw him fall and his head hit the field. I don't think it's a concussion. I'm not in the medical field, so I'm keeping up with the doctor saying, what the reporters, you know what I'm saying, what great sources are saying. It's dope to see this play out and knowing that DeMar Hammond's going to be all right. He had a GoFundMe charity before this happened. He just wanted to raise $2,500 for a charity. And from that, from Monday night to now, I think they say it was like $5 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was – it's a story that you looking at and you say, okay – it's more than sports. Yes, I come on here. Yes, I talk about sports. Yes, I like to debate sports. But at the end of the day, man, these real people. And real things can happen at any given moment. So if you want me to be honest, the end of 2022, yes, Ohio State lost the game. But I took some personal losses, family members and a family friend. Like, if I can put it any kind of way, it's like, yeah, I won the 12-round bout. But that last round, I had got a couple jabs and a couple uppercuts. But if it wasn't for those ropes, I would have been knocked down. <laughs> like, those ropes held me up. So, <clears throat> so just keep in mind, this is real life. Anything can happen. National television, scripted shows, anything can happen. So, I want to say a shout-out to DeMar Hamlin. Shout-out to the doctors. Everybody that played a part in helping him recover. It was a serious situation. I'm glad to see it play out. He opened his eyes. He breathing on his own. It seemed like bro going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? I hope he get any type of advertising deals, sponsorships, anything. Get his money. Because I saw somebody, I forgot, he, a guy from Cleveland was talking about his contract. Like, it's not guaranteed money. I think he's like a two-year player or something like that. Drafted sixth round. Ain't like it was a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or – Patrick Mahomes type of player. Like, this is like an unknown guy. You know what I'm saying? So, man, get your money, bro. Get your money. We see how the NFL can operate. I'm positive the NFL wanted that game to keep on going. I'm positive. You can't tell me no different. It took an hour for them to come up with a decision. Fam, as soon as I saw Buffalo and the Bengals go back to their locker room, it would have been like, all right, we ain't about to continue this game no more. The NFL should have made that very clear. We ain't going to continue with this no more. The fact it took an hour, just let y'all know there was some back and forth. They were trying to make some, negotiate some something. But once again, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Rest in peace, Gangsta Booth from the legendary Three Six Mafia. Rest in peace, Barbara Walters. 
We did take some L's. But this victory right here, man, DeMar Hamlin, yeah, very, very inspiring. And I hope, every, hope he get all the blessings he got coming to him. Hope he got all the blessings he got coming to him. Now, speaking of New Year's Eve, <laughs> y'all know where I was at. I was glued to my television watching the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Georgia Bulldogs. Very, very entertaining game. One of the best games I've watched ever. Despite the outcome, one of the best games I've watched. I was up for about 95% of the game, meaning I was standing up. Not being animated, nothing like that, but just standing up, arms folded. You know what I'm saying? That's why I watched the games by myself. Standing up. You would think, you would think Tyler was on the sideline next to Ryan Day, the way I was watching the game. Let's just say that. But my Buckeyes came up short. Came up short 41 to 42. Once again, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. So, all respect to Georgia. They went out there and won the game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No matter how we want to slice it and dice it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. A lot of people telling me this week, man, Tyler, y'all should have won that game. Man, Tyler, y'all could have won that game. Man, Tyler, buck out this, buck out that. I said, yeah. You got to play a full 60 minutes. Got to play a full four quarters. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, don't matter. That's the way sports go. And I was, people was hearing me, yo, Tyler, you all right? This is a crazy loss. Fam, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm fine. Now, sadly for the Buckeyes, we continue to be in this situation where we just right there. We just right there. And that damn defense, that damn defense. I'm going to get on the defense. I'm going to get on Ryan Day. But first, I'm going to start with some salutes. I saluted Georgia already. That's all y'all getting from me. <laughs> shout out to Georgia. Y'all won. Congratulations. I want to shout out C.J. Stroud. Talk about a player stepping up, hearing the critics, feeling the pressure, and still delivering. Shout out to C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud stats, 23 for 34, 348 yards, four touchdowns, no, no interceptions. 12 carries, 34 crucial yards. 12 carries. I came on here and said, Stroud, if you got room, use your legs. That's been my biggest critique of C.J. Stroud since he's been a Buckeye. He don't use his legs enough. I'm not asking you to be Justin Fields. I'm not asking you to be Braxton Miller. But, man, if you got some yards you can get on your with your feet, man, take those. Take those and slide or get out of bounds. And he did exactly that. So I'm proud of C.J. Stroud. Easily his best game I've seen him play. Easily. He's a junior. I have, At the time I'm recording, I haven't heard anything about him declaring for the draft. Maybe he will, maybe he not. I understand. Get your money. But something tell me. I could be totally wrong. Something tell me C.J. Stroud going to come back next year. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, mainly because I don't want him to go to the draft and get drafted by a sorry team. You see what my boy Justin Fields got to go through in Chicago. Our running game on offense was non-existent, but still effective some type of way. It still kept Georgia front foe on they, on their heels a little bit, even though I personally feel like, okay, Henderson was out. Mayan Williams came in. He, he got a touchdown, but Mayan Williams obviously wasn't in the shape to perform, shape to play. Hayden was out there for a minute. 
I don't know what, bro, uh, Chip from the Michigan game, the first drive of the Michigan I don't know. I guess he just was there for that one drive. I don't get it. I don't get it. And you ask me, Tyler, why you want to run the ball when it's a tight-knit game? Fam, we was up 21-7 at one point. If we would have had a good running game going, I feel like we could have – I feel like the outcome would have been different. That's just my personal opinion. Yes, CJ Stroud playing lights out. Yes, Marvin Harrison playing lights out for the time being. Yes, Ibuku was playing lights out. Yes, Johnson made a touchdown uh, catch. I get all that. But we up two touchdowns. Imagine if we had a running game that was existent. Like I said, though, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Speaking of Ibuka and Marvin Harrison, Ibuka, eight catches, 112 yards, one touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr., five catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. That was a head scratcher, though, for Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. played lights out the first quarter. And I think he didn't leave the game with that possible concussion to, like, what, the beginning of the fourth quarter, maybe the end of the third quarter that happened. But after the first quarter, Marvin Harrison was just out there for a minute, which I get it. Like I said, see that Stroud spread the ball around. I get it, but, shit, they would let Marvin Harrison have a field day on them for the time being. So that was a head-scratcher, but I can't be mad. I can't be mad. It really didn't affect the outcome, in my opinion. Maybe that last drive, maybe. But leading up to that, I can't say that Marvin Harrison's absence meant that much because Ibuka was out there balling. Ibuka was out there balling, so I really can't put much on the Marvin Harrison absence with that last drive because before then, we was in a great position. We was in a great position to win the game overall. So I got to salute C.J. Stroud. I got to salute Ibuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., the receivers. We did what we needed to do on that point. Ryan Day. Ryan Day, play calling. I think you need to pass the ball to somebody else next year. I already said I believe his seat warm for next year. I already said that. I ain't going to say he on the hot seat next year, but with this game and the Michigan game, his his seat is definitely warm for next year. I think he need to pass the boards to somebody. And why I say that, yes, he's just trying making plays. I already said I think the running game could have been, you know what I'm saying, we could have did something with that. The fourth quarter, though, Ryan Day, I forgot how much time left on the clock. I forgot. I believe we was up. We might have been up two touchdowns, if not one touchdown at this point. But we was past the 50-yard line. The game in our hands at this point, in my opinion. Whenever it was, the game was in our hands, in my opinion. It was second down. And my thought was, okay, bring in Hayden. Let's just get some yards on the ground. Let's run it real quick. Not some more time off the clock. Probably get about four five yards. Who knows? We did the play. We just did a couple plays before that where I think it was in shotgun. I remember this play. It was in shotgun. Uh, running back next to Stroud. Receiver come in motion. CJ Stroud faked the hand out to the running back, throws it to the right receiver. We just did this play a couple plays ago. Georgia spotted it out instantly and sat CJ Stroud. Sat CJ Stroud. They left us at a third and long which eventually ended up being the field goal. And that was the game-changing play, in my opinion. Yes, we got three points, but the way our defense was playing, that goes to the defense. That's what I mean when I say, yo, if the defense play a certain way, the offense got to play a certain way. If the defense letting Georgia just go up and down the field scoring, Stetson just throwing the ball up, receivers wide open, scoring touchdowns, that means the offense got to keep Stetson Bennett them on the sideline. 
So the fact that we gave up a sack, we had to settle for a field goal, Stetson Benningham just drove down the field. I think that was the play where he had a guy wide open because one of our defenders slipped and fell. I want to say that drive happened after that field goal. I want to say I, I, got, I didn't look at the highlights. Clearly, I didn't look at the highlights. But that's my thing with Ryan Day. It's like, man, you got to know the clock management. You got to know how your defense is going to react. Yes, the defense made plays in the game, but, I mean, you can't just let Bradham just drive up and down the field and score touchdowns on you, man, in a close game like that. Then the last drive, C.J. Stroud led us down the field. Almost gave up a sack again, though, but he threw it away, I believe, and that got us, that kept us in field goal range. And the field goal. So, Tyler, what was your thought process with this field goal? My first thought process was, yo, do not let this – Kick get blocked. That was honestly my only thought process because I'm on record. When I talk about Ohio State, I talk about the offense, the defense, and the head coach. I never talk about the special teams. You never hear me talk about, well, the special teams got to do this and the special teams got to do You never hear me say that. Why? Because Ohio State games very rarely come down to a field goal, whether to tie the game up or to win the game or to take it to overtime or whatever. Very rarely. I think the last one, I think the Rose Bowl last year, needed some crucial kids. I think the last one I could probably remember was maybe a Penn State game. I might be wrong about that. Maybe a Penn State game where it really mattered. Maybe. So going into this, I'm like, yo, just don't let this kick get blocked. Burr going to make this kick. And when the ball left Burr's foot, it just it wasn't nowhere near the goal post. I'd rather took it clunking off the goal post than what actually happened. The lights were too bright. The lights was too bright. You don't miss a kick that bad from 50 yards. I get it. Trust me. I'm sitting down on the podcast talk. I'm not a football player. Never been a football player. But something just tell me in a big time, big game situation, a kicker knows not to let the let the ball go that bad off his foot. That was just nervousness. And I get it. Shit, I get it. The whole time I'm watching that game, y'all, I'm like, yo, these young boys out here balling. Except for Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett need to go to the damn NFL. He's too old to be playing college football. I think they said he was in the junior college and he came back to the – but he's still young, so I'll give it to him. But I'm watching these guys play Marvin Harrison, Ibuka, C.J. Stroud, the defense of Georgia. I'm like, yo, these young boys balling for the lights to be this bright. These young boys balling. The game lasted to damn midnight. So college football, the committee, when it gets to this 12-team format, because we only got one more year of this 14 format too, by the way. So it goes to 12 teams in 2024. They got to get these details together with these games. I felt like TCU-Michigan should have been at noon. Ohio State-Georgia should have been at four. There's no way a game should go. I didn't, I didn't care not one single damn about the ball dropping at midnight. Normally, I watch the Ryan Seacrest, the Dick Clark. You know, I watch the New Year's Eve celebrations and all that. This year, I did not care about no type of midnight, no type of ball dropping, none of that. I was watching the game. Now, granted, it was fun, but I just felt like, you know, they could have they could have started that game way earlier, in my opinion. But, yeah, man, I think the lights are too bright for bruh. Be all, in, in all honesty with y'all, I think the lights are too bright for bruh. Uh, you can't win them all. It's sports. Like I said, I grew up a Kobe fan, so when Kobe and Shaq finally lost to the Detroit Pistons, I was like, yeah, you can't win them all. So, but all in all, I'm proud of them boys, man. I'm proud of my Buckeyes, the way we played. We just got to go over a hump, man. It's a it's a dangerous hunt that we got 
at Ohio State. One, I think our defense need to be more uh, more put together in terms of strategy. Like we got the players, but it just whatever the defensive coordinator come up with. Like we saw it against Michigan. It's like, damn, dog. Like these receivers be wide open. Like what? <laughs> like what y'all be practicing? Like I think that's what holding Ohio State back, though. In all honesty, we can blame it on the head coach or whatever, but I think that defense is our ultimate struggle. And I said it. I said it before the game started. So, shout out to Georgia, man. Y'all got the job done. Georgia will play TCU in the national championship. Of course, when you guys are hearing this podcast, national championship game is on Monday, so the game has already happened, so I'm either right or wrong. I would like to see the TCU Horn Frogs come up with the upset, the Cinderella story they did beat. Michigan, so I want to send some shout-outs to some Michigan people. I know my homegirl, Courtney, she was on the podcast. She's a Michigan fan. I actually called Courtney during the game. It was like just laughing because Michigan, that was a train wreck. That was a train wreck for Michigan. So shout-out to Courtney. Shout-out to my boy Jordan from the Let Loose podcast. I've been meaning to shout-out the Let Loose podcast too, by the way. They gave me a shout-out on their podcast about a month ago. I've been meaning to give them a shout-out back. So shout-out to the Let Loose podcast. Uh, I met them Facebook groups, so once again, like I tell you, I work those Facebook groups. We got a podcast. Do not keep your platform on just – do not keep your content on one platform. Move around a little bit. So shout out to my boy Jordan from the Let Loose Podcast. He is a Michigan fan, and I got to give it to Michigan. Y'all lost. <laughs> Y'all lost. And I'm seeing rumors that Harbaugh saying if he's offered an NFL job, he could potentially leave Michigan. I saw a rumor about that. I don't know if it's true or not, but – yeah, so I know people are like, yo, if Ohio State lost, when you want Michigan to win? No, nah, when it comes to college football, I'm, I'm, I'm Ohio State or no state. <laughs> Ohio State or nobody. Like, I don't want my conference to win it. I don't want nobody else to win it. I want my team to win it. That's the side I'm on in college football. So, yeah, at least Michigan not in it. Shit. <laughs> at least Michigan not in it. And Georgia, I don't got no problem with Georgia fans. Like, I go to the doghouse in Columbus. To watch some big Georgia game, like when they played Tennessee, I was there. And throughout the years, I've been going to the doghouse to watch games. And I've been in there with my Ohio State stuff on before. And, yeah, we have sports talk, but it don't get crazy. So, I don't got no problem with Georgia fans. My personal interaction with Georgia fans haven't been that bad. With family members as well. I got a lot of family members with Georgia fans. My interaction with Georgia fans haven't been that bad. It's all been respect. Like, this whole week at work, Georgia fans said, oh, man, I thought y'all had us. I was like, shit, me too. <laughs> shit, I thought we had y'all too. Shit. I was ready to come on this podcast and be like I told y'all so. But that's sports, man. That's the way it go. But back to the national championship game. That ain't make no my uh, prediction. I would like to see the Cinderella story of TCU happen fulfilled. That's huge. When I saw that stat sheet of the uh the people that's enrolled at the school compared to Michigan, I was like, damn, I didn't know TCU was a private school at that. I would like to see that story, but I think Georgia is going to – I think they'll, it'll be entertaining for the first quarter, but I think after the first quarter, if not before the end of the first quarter, I think Georgia is going to pull away, and I think Georgia will be the first back-to-back college football playoff champion. So, shout-out to Georgia, man. Y'all went out and won that game. And shout-out to my Buckeyes. I'm very, very proud. Maybe there's something we can finally say. I say it every year. We can finally build on something. We know it's the defense. We know it's the defense at this point. Come on, we didn't know it before. How we didn't know it before, I don't know because when we were losing to Clemson, it was the defense. We lost to Alabama, it was the defense. We've been losing to Michigan, it was the defense. We lost to Georgia, it was the defense. One plus one equals two in this situation. 
So, Buckeyes getting together on defense. I got Georgia winning the national championship. Salute to everybody, but once again, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Through all this, with Ohio State, Georgia, quickly, quickly reminded it's more than just sports. It's more than just sports. So, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Prayers up for the kicker, too. Ohio State, we know how that goes. You miss a big kick, getting tweets and messages and all that. So, I hope you're doing all right, too. Hope you're in the right headspace. You can't win them all. Can't win them all. So, yeah, y'all. This episode 196, Stash House Podcast. Boy, Tyler, man. Now I got to focus on my Lakers. <sighs> my damn Lakers. But, yeah, hope everybody go out, have a great work week, great school week, stay safe, drink plenty of water, stay warm, be mindful of your surroundings. Salute.